we're back on One True Podcast, talking Baylor and Big 12 college football. And it's becoming a regular thing, uh, three of us in this room together. Kind of a nice thing. But. Well, I was telling Tommy Witherspoon in the parking lot earlier that I keep being on the podcast because... You guys normally have somebody from the opposing school, mm-hmm. but since there's been no opposing school... <laughs> yeah, we just keep pinching with Chad. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Which yeah. kind of leads me stay into... Stay ready, Chad. Yeah, stay ready. Exactly. <laughs> that leads me into my first question. So it's another week with no game for Baylor, and unlike last week, uh, this one isn't a scheduled by. You know, Baylor actually did have an open date last week. Uh, but the Bears are dealing with an outbreak of COVID cases within the uh, football program that led to the postponement of this week's game with Oklahoma State. And as we sit here today on Wednesday, um, it feels like even next week's game with Texas is kind of up in the air. So what's y'all's sense on this? Um, And... You know, I'm not trying to necessarily wag my finger at Baylor or anything, but I think this is a fair question. Has Baylor just been unlucky? Uh, because it's not like they're the only school that's dealt with this. Um, or have the Bears not been cautious enough with all the protocols? I'd have to call it unlucky because I think they're doing everything else everybody else is doing. I, I think most of them are just pretty much in line what you got to do. I would say they're probably all the teams are very close on what, you know, all the restrictions the protocols are doing. Uh, you know, they think this, the, the outbreak they have now was a false negative on the plane flight. Somebody's a player, a coach had a false negative uh, who was on the plane flight to West Virginia. So if that's the case, and, and they will never know for sure about that. That's just kind of where all the signs have headed. Uh, if that's the case, that's that's really unlucky. And, uh, you know, this thing is just so crazy. Uh, I mean, look, Florida just had one. Uh, you know what, they had 19 guys mm-hmm. test positive yeah. in the last couple of days. Yeah, I just think... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of unluckiness is the cause. I, I don't know. Well, what do you think, Chad? Well, you know, there's a lot of terms that we have come to understand and use a lot in 2020 that I don't think we would have ever expected. Mm-hmm. One of which is viral load. Okay. Are you guys familiar with viral load? Sort of. Uh, you have to <laughs> unpack that one for me. Yeah. The bigger viral load you get, the more sick you're going to get, mm. you know. Um, and and I think that there's a chance that there some tests detect a smaller viral load, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a doctor friend that told me that when a certain number of people in the community have gotten, you know, this virus, then maybe everybody has got a little bit of the viral load mm. in them at this mm. point, you know. Okay. And so... Maybe they're using some sort of test because why isn't why are other schools having the problem as some schools are right? Is there a difference in the test? Is there a difference in sensitivity of viral load? These are questions that that you know they're speculative questions on my part, and I acknowledge that. But I mean, maybe there's you know worth. I mean, by the time we get it all sorted out, if everybody was on the same page, you know, on testing wise, if they're using the same test or not using the same test, hopefully it'll all be over and it'll be a moot point. Yeah. 
So I, I'm kind of with you on, on I'm with you guys on this. Um, I, I don't feel like Baylor is is necessarily being reckless or anything like that. Um, now you cannot um, babysit your players all day, 24 hours a day. Um, they are college students, and they may go out and they may go places, and and they may not always wear their masks, and that could be where some of this you know, originated as well. Um, but as far as, you know, what they're doing when they are together, I, I agree with John. I think they're following protocols and maybe even, you know, uh, going to the nth degree to, to make sure that, you know, with the goggles and everything, because, you know, is that really completely necessary? But they're, you know, they're taking that, that precaution and um you know i'll give a, a little example of covering a volleyball match over at baylor and uh i was pretty well distanced from everyone you know uh both on my row there in terms of the media you know press row um i was more than more than six feet i was probably more than 10 feet away from anyone um and i had my mask on but I had pulled it down like sometimes you do to get a little air, you know, through the nostrils, you know. Uh, I, I call it cheating, you know, <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I just, you start getting tired of suffocating under that thing. And, um, Unless your glasses get fogged up. Oh, yeah, glasses fog up. And, you know, Mr. Security Guard mask uh, guy came over and told me to pull my mask up, and I did, you know. And I... I sort of grumbled and groused under my breath about that. And then your glasses fogged up more. Well, sure. <laughs> and then I did cheat a little more when he wasn't looking and stuff and tried to, like, you know, keep my hand over my mouth. But that was the day they had to pause all activities. That was last Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I mean, but what I'm saying is I feel like that's the kind of – thing that they're doing they're making sure that people are are trying to follow the protocols and and what else can you do i mean um you know you can't hold everyone's hand all the time so all right uh so now that baylor oklahoma state game will be played on december 12th correct john yes mm -hmm. um which is the same day as the big 12 championship game. uh <laughs> So what's the likelihood that the conference will have to move that Big 12 championship game to December 19th, which they have that actually built in. Mm -hmm. uh, the Big 12 put that out. They said, you know, we, we can shift this if we have to. But um, what's the likelihood that they, they have to for either the Bears or the Cowboys? Actually, I'd say right now for the Cowboys, it's fairly – a fairly good chance he'll have to move it to December nineteenth. Mm -hmm. I think they've got a really good team. I think they have a really good defense, uh, great running attack. I, I think they could very well be in that Big Twelve championship game, and it might come down to that December twelfth game whether they qualify for that. So I, I think that's a really good possibility. Has Oklahoma State played in the Big Twelve championship game since boy. the Big Twelve brought it back? I don't think they have. I have, have looked that one up, but boy, yeah. I don't think they have. I mean, and it, and it feels like it usually is because they might have a shot at it, 
going into bedlam, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. OU knocks them off. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So but it doesn't matter where they play. Right. What do you think, Chad? Well, I don't think there's any way that they're going to play the Big 12 championship on December 12th. Mm. I mean, one way or the other. Right. The way things are looking and going. Um, but to the point of Baylor or Oklahoma State being in that game, what do you think? Nah, neither it, of them are good enough. <laughs> Whoa. I, I tend to agree with you on Baylor. I feel mm. like Baylor... Um, from what little we've seen of the Bears this year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they look like a 500 team, which is what they are. And they, they have a tough schedule. They're one and one, and they yeah. have a tough schedule. Um, as far as on the road, I mean. You know, so yeah. I, they, they look like they might just be a little up and down, you know. Um, Oklahoma State, I'm, I agree with John. I think I think they've got a shot. Mm. Um, and, you know, the fact that they haven't lost yet – and Oklahoma and Texas both have two losses, you know, maybe they even have the inside track. So I'd say right now they do. I mean, it's really early, but yeah, right now. Well, you yeah. guys are falling right into that old trap of, oh, Oklahoma's not good, Texas isn't good, I guess Oklahoma State might be good. I'm not, I'm not actually saying that Oklahoma State is, is great. They're not, definitely not great, but I'm just saying – I'm saying they might make that okay. game. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> they, might, they might have that okay, game this, too. Okay, yeah. this brings me to my next question. So the Big 12 put out a stat this week that out of the 13 Big 12 games that have been played thus far, mm-hmm. uh, those games have produced four upsets. So I guess teams that you know were not picked to win or lower-ranked teams or unranked teams – uh, and 62% of the games have been decided by a touchdown or less. So my simple question is this. Good thing, bad thing. Go ahead, Chad. Oh, I don't I – don't, um, I keep saying that it's a season of scrimmages. Yes, you've used that before. Yeah, and, and this falls right in line with that because, you know, there – there's no non-conference to fill yourself out before you get to conference play, and, and, and maybe that's why these games have been closed because these teams are still filling themselves out. I mean, you know, look at Iowa State. They uh, got kind of roughed up by Louisiana to start the season in their one non-conference game. And then I think, well, uh, did they beat TCU? They lost to TCU, and then they beat Oklahoma and Tech. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around. Well, anyway. <laughs> What's they your played point? TCU. Yeah. My point uh, is that, you know, they look bad in non-conference, and then they're up and running, and they're starting to play pretty well. So, so it's like you're not seeing a normal ramp-up for anybody. I mean, look at Baylor. They played two games when they should have played five games, you know, and now they're going to go into Texas having not practiced. How can you even, like, evaluate that, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the way – uh, all of this looks to me. I mean, you can watch it. It's fun to watch. And they're putting it on TV, so that means there's money going in somebody's pocket. But that's really the only value to what they're doing. Hmm. What, what about you, John? Well, I think the big reason for the upsets is no team really knows which guys are going to play that week. I mean, you might have some idea, but there's going to be like some guys who test positive. So I think that's a, a big reason for all these upsets. And I'm not going to say my my picks have been terrible <laughs> just because of COVID, but it's definitely contributed. 
your pigs have been infected with COVID. They have. I mean, uh, against the line in college games, I'm 5 and 14. So what do you blame on the previous year? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some were bad, but they weren't that bad. So I think a lot of these, uh, you know, practices, uh, you know, who's ready for games, who can play in games, uh, you know, all that all that goes into it, into preparation and uh we don't know how well these teams are preparing every week. We just see what you know what they present on the field, or who's on the field, who isn't on the field. But we don't know all the chaos that goes on at practice. Mm. And I, I think there's a lot of chaos going on at practice. Talk about practice, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because guys are in and out. Yeah, and to to follow up on Chad's, you know, long running theme of season of scrimmages. Uh, which I think we're going to hear about 11 more times on, on various it podcasts. It depends on how many more times you have me on the podcast. <laughs> You've ah. used it on the high school podcast, too. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think you can't judge any of these teams, any of these players, no, uh-uh. on on this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think you can judge Dave Aranda on this year. I don't think you can judge Spencer Rattler on this year. You know, and... To answer my own question, I say it's a little bit of both uh, in terms of good thing, bad thing. You know, ultimately, if you're talking about best for the conference, you you want somebody in the CFP mix at mm-hmm. the end of the year. You want to have that national respect. And Big 12 isn't going to get that this year unless things drastically change and chaos happens all over the country. Uh, but to Chad's point about it's watchable. I mean, you know, we're getting double overtime games. We're getting quadruple overtime games. I mean, OU Texas, it was just a crazy bananas game. And so, you know, if you're a fan of chaos, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, competition and parody, you know, that's why people watch the NFL because you never know what's going to happen. That's what the Big 12 is this this year. Yeah, I think you're right. So as you guys know, the presidential election is coming up. Who's running? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've already started early voting in Texas, uh, and it sounds like the turnout has been pretty impressive. There were people waiting in line to vote yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, I heard that. I was just like, I had told Janet about maybe we should go out and do early voting, and and, uh, she was like, you didn't hear? There was like lines three hours long, and I was like, forget that, you know? Um, But... Not to get too political here on One True Podcast. Oh, come on. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> but I thought it might be fun to uh, think about this in terms of the Big 12. What Big 12 head coach would make the best presidential candidate? Who would be his running mate? And what would their slogan be? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I knew I should have read these questions ahead of time. <laughs> Start with John. All right, I'm going to go with Lincoln Riley. Okay, he's, why? Well, you know, he's the hottest coach in the Big 12. Telegenic. Telegenic, he's got that. Probably Kyler Murray as his running mate. Oh, I like it. I mean, if you put, pick between Kyler and uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler is probably uh, going to present a little better image. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to say in Lincoln we trust. In Lincoln We Trust. Mm-hmm. I like it. Or yeah. Land of Lincoln. Land of... That's even better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
I think Gary Patterson. Okay, you're stealing my answer. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> well, then we're on the same page. Yes, yes. Uh, I think Gary Patterson has the right demeanor to be a candidate for the president in, in 2020, right? Um, and I think he should take as his running mate, uh, well, I, I'm inclined to say Tom Herman because he's the next, like, he's kind of that wild card kind of loose cannon VP <laughs> candidate sure right? it's liable to say just about anything right um and uh uh their slogan could be everybody hates us but you hate the other guy more <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind i didn't read these questions ahead of time <laughs> This is off the cuff. I'm also yeah. going with Gary Patterson, uh, just because in the, uh, well, again, we don't want to devolve too much into politics, but mm. um, we have seen that you can be um, a little um, brash and arrogant, brash and arrogant, and still, you know, be elected to office, and and I I think uh, Gary Patterson. Fits Whoever that you mode. would you be referring? Oh well, you know. I, <laughs> Again, I don't want to alienate our some of our podcast so listeners. So you're saying you can interrupt a debate, uh, just like yeah, absolutely. And Gary Patterson, you know, and could you just see Gary Patterson up there, just yeah, doing the Chris Farley, and you know, I mean, uh, and but I'm going different than Tom Herman as his running mate. I'm going uh, because Gary Patterson, he he, I'm just going to put it out there. He would be the Trump candidate, okay. <laughs> So they need somebody the to mild like, mannered offset. Yeah, the mild mannered offset. And if you'll recall, Ladanian Tomlinson had an amazing Pro Football Hall of Fame speech where if he had run for office after that, I would have voted for yeah. him right then and it would have been a landslide. And so uh, I'm just gonna say GP and LT <laughs> 2020. That's a, that's a really good answer. In fact, I think when you wrote that question, you had that answer in mind. I really didn't, but as I was thinking about it, I was like, uh, Lenanian Thomas would be good. So, yeah. LT for Prez or Vice Prez. I say for Prez. All right. Maybe we flip it around. 